This is episode 414, How to Get Clarity on Whether a Relationship is Right with Lucy. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. As always, I am so glad to have you here. Whether you're doubting a relationship or not, you're really going to have some ahas in this episode because I talk a lot about emotional vulnerability, how too much compassion can lead to bitterness and codependence, and so much more. So be sure to listen, even if you think the title doesn't apply to you. If you're a longtime listener, you know that even when the title you don't think applies to you, there's always some nugget you get from the show. I also want to share with you that, well, you've probably heard about me talking about my women's retreat that's coming up in October, the second weekend in October. It's my most favorite thing, most favorite live event that I do. You can go back and listen to podcasts I've done about it. You've heard me talk about it. It's life-changing. It's life-affirming. It's life-giving. One beautiful part of the retreat is Steph joins for a breathwork session that happens at a part of the retreat where you're going to be so prime and open and the spiritual experiences, the miracles that happen there, the out of body, but really pleasant out of body experiences that happen, the trauma that gets released. I I mean, I can't even, there are no words to capture it. And if you feel a call to go and the only thing that's blocking you is the finances, we want to support you. So we're at the point in enrollment where we can offer some partial scholarships. If again, money's the only reason that you can't come, if things are really tight right now, but you want to make this happen, go to christinehasser.com slash scholarship to apply. Again, christinehasser.com slash scholarship to apply, and we'll do what we can to make sure you can get there. All right. As you're listening to this show, consider, are you in a relationship whether it would be romantic or otherwise, that you're doubting, that you don't have clarity around. Next, are you someone that has trouble asking for what you need and you do it kind of in a vague, safe way? Do you not feel like a priority in a relationship? Did you not feel like a priority as a kid? And finally, are you doubting yourself? Are you feeling some nudges about something, some doubts about something, but you're doubting your doubts? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Lucy. Lucy, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi. So I've been feeling stuck distinguishing between trusting my intuition and, you know, being in a new relationship and learning, you know, how to be in a side-by-side partnership, kind of like my first adult relationship at 39 years old learning to see like, am I trusting my gut or am I ignoring red flags or am I just learning what a a side-by-side partnership is like and and going through the uneasy uncomfortableness? Um, I think I have a hard time trusting myself. Um, I feel like that stems from my mother not always trusting me and going through 20 years of not feeling like she could trust me. And so I don't know if I've fallen into this pattern of maybe if she can trust me again, 
can I learn to trust myself? And then can I be in that relationship that I've been desiring for the last, I don't know how many years. Mm. So I feel like, I feel like my dating relationship is intertwined with like my relationship with my mother. And I, I don't know how to figure that out. Well, so are you currently in a relationship? I am. So okay. I'm in a six month relationship. It's still new and uh-huh. it's still, we're kind of at that point of defining the relationship. And yeah, it's been the first relationship I've been the most vulnerable in and the most he's been vulnerable in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels like it's, it's a good relationship that we're learning and healing and growing together, but there's still maybe some disconnects as well. Well, and, and to answer your earlier question, any relationship, we're going to play out childhood patterning. It's just the nature of relationships. Yeah. So that just comes up. So what I want to know is, is what specifically is your concern? I guess learning how to trust myself. What are you doubting? And knowing what I'm, knowing like I'm doubting whether this relationship is right for me. Well, you might not know I'm, yet. Yeah. So, so maybe what looks, what is making you wonder if it's right for you? What are some of the things that you're feeling? Cause it's right for you right now. Cause you're in it. Right. So we can answer that question. Mm-hmm. Is this relationship right for you? Yes. Right now. Yes. Cause you're in it and you're learning. Is it your forever relationship? Who knows? We don't know that yet. So what specifically is making you have doubts? I guess not feeling like a priority at the moment. Okay. How does that show up for you? So that shows up for me as him having a very busy schedule, not always knowing when I'm going to see him, Mm. which falls in that pattern of when my dad, my parents are divorced. So when my dad didn't always know if I was going to see my dad, Mm -hmm. that doesn't feel very good, does it? And it it doesn't feel very good. It makes me feel uneasy. I know I'm going to see him eventually, but it's, I like to plan. I like to know. I like to have certainty. Sure, sure, sure. So have you spoken to him about this? I have. And? And he said he was going to work on it, but it's not something, he's not a planner. He's, we're complete opposites on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. but I haven't, I haven't seen. So what does it look like what, when he says he's going to work on it? I haven't seen what that looks like. Um, it's hard for him to plan the day ahead. Um, so it just makes me feel like I'm not important. Okay. Okay. And that's understandable, especially if you're dating six months and are you in an exclusive relationship together? Yes. Okay. So what would be reasonable at this point in the relationship, given you're in an exclusive relationship together is unless otherwise talked about to spend weekends together. Does he work Monday through Friday, a traditional work schedule? Yes. And he does work Saturdays too. He gets to create his own schedule, but he mostly works Monday through Saturday. Monday. It doesn't have to be full. Yeah. It doesn't have to be full days, but you know, a couple of business meetings. Well, it sounds like rather than kind of just going ad hoc with this and every week is different, proposing to him a schedule so that you have some certainty. Have you done that? 
I've tried. How have you tried? Um, I've asked if that was something he would be open to doing, but with his, his business meetings sometimes can get put together last minute that I think he's afraid of committing to something and then having to back out with me. Well, then you can renegotiate agreements, but here's, here's the thing. And, and he might have a bit of an avoidant attachment style and you might have a bit of an anxious one. And those two are like moth to a flame. So they, they go together, they're very attracted to each other. (laughs) So what you could ask for is weekends, like Friday night through Monday morning, we're spending the weekends together. And if you need to have a meeting or whatever, but we're spending the time at each other's place, do you currently spend nights at each other's places? Yes. Okay. So he also has, he has two kids. He has full uh, custody. uh, So I know that plays a role. Yes. But he has full custody of two kids. Yeah. How old are Mm -hmm. they? Eight and 10. Okay. So that's definitely a factor. Yeah. It's a huge factor. And do they know you? Have you been introduced to them? Yes. Yeah. And are you introduced? So we could girlfriend? Do you spend the night there and they know about it? Yes. Okay. So if I had him on the call right now, what I'd say is we've got an eight and 10 year old right now. That's very impressionable. And Lucy's needing consistency and these kids need consistency too. Like if they don't have consistency in terms of like who you are, when you're there, that's going to be disruptive to them as well. So it seems like he's really being called, and you can share this episode with him. It seems like he's really being called forward to be more consistent. And the work sounds a little escapism to me. How much time does he spend with his kids? Yeah. He spends time with them most nights, uh, unless he has a business meeting and the weekends. So he takes them to soccer and other activities that they're signed up for. Mm -hmm. And is there uh, like a nanny? Is there who, who is there? After uh, school? His, parents. his parents. His parents. Okay. Okay. So his parents are very active in this as well. Mm-hmm. How long has he been divorced? Eight years. Eight years. Okay. Has he had other relationships? Yeah. Yes. So he basically got divorced when his youngest was a baby. Mm-hmm. And where's mom? She's close by, but she doesn't bring consistency to the weekend she's supposed to see him, see the kids. Okay. Why did he get full custody? Um, she wasn't fit to take care of kids at that time. Okay. By herself. Okay. And do you think the kids have processed that? I don't know. Okay. He hasn't, um, I'm not sure. Okay. And why do you want to be with him? We were introduced through his sister and after our first date, we just had like a really good conversation, good connection. We wanted the same things as far as side-by-side partnership. We had the same values. We were able to open up to each other and be vulnerable and create the safe space with each other that feels good. So when we have that time together, things feel good. It's just, 
it's inconsistent, I guess. Well, this is the tricky thing about emotional vulnerability is it can feel like real intimacy, but it's only one level of intimacy. In order for there to be full intimacy, there has to be safety. And in order for there to be safety, there has to be consistency. So what I see a lot of people, especially women, getting a little confused by is, oh, this man's so emotional with me. He's so vulnerable with me. We're talking about things we've never talked about. He's doing consciousness work, but then his actions don't always match. Right. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah. And that's where we can get a little seduced by the emotional vulnerability, but forget that, wait a second, what about actions? What about that strong masculine container of consistency and keeping your word and accountability? And he has to be somewhat of a planner if he runs a business. Like, you know, you can't use the excuse of, oh, I just don't plan and I just flow if you also are a business person. He has to be able to have some element of that. You know, he plans business right. meetings, doesn't he? Um, how he describes it is more of the business meetings come to him. More people reach out to him to make, to coordinate times right. Right, but he uh, still has to plan and put it on a calendar yeah. <laughs> and like it's not like someone yeah. calls him and he's there so all i'm saying is and, and to me again that sounds like not taking responsibility and i'm not throwing him under the bus or anything i'm just giving you a perspective here of what i think your opportunity is is to really speak what you need in clear terms like i need consistency friday through monday that we spend the weekends together and one night per week. And every Sunday we can agree what night that is. And if a business meeting comes up, you let me know that day and we we renegotiate our agreement. But him saying, I don't want to plan because I don't want to disappoint you is a cop out. Right. I understand it. There's probably those intentions there, but there's something underneath that because you can handle the disappointment by just renegotiating. Yeah. And that's what I've been trying to communicate, but maybe I haven't been doing it well. Well, how have you been communicating it? What have you been saying? Kind of just saying like, um, if we could, you know, look at the week and, and put something on the calendar, like to say like, this is our day. Um, but it, I guess it to him that he doesn't know what's going to come up for that week. So he doesn't want to commit. And then I get, I get more last minute kind of, I get his availability more last minute, more short term. Yeah. Which doesn't feel very good. No. It doesn't really make you feel very special or wanted. Yep. Yeah. 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 I get that. I get that. So before I go on, cause I can, I can give you a different way to ask him, but I want to go back. So you mentioned your mom. What is mm -hmm. your concern about mom in terms of relationship there? So there's this silly belief that because there's two things. There's a silly belief that because when I was a child, you know, my dad left and got remarried. I didn't like any of the guys that my mom dated. I didn't want her in a relationship that this is kind of my karma in a sense that I'm not finding a relationship. Um, oh, let me clear that. And let me clear that up for you. Right yeah. Now. No, 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 no. No, emphatically, no, no, it's, this is not karma. What this is, is not feeling like a priority again. 
you didn't want mom to be in a relationship because you wanted her attention. So it does have to do with mom, but it's not karma. You didn't do anything wrong. You were a little girl who wanted your mom's attention. And there was something that you felt was missing. And you felt like when she was dating someone, you like lost a part of her, which may have been true. You know, like she might've had her own unhealthy patterns in relationships, but it has nothing to do with karma. It more has to do with a similar feeling. So lessons, yes. Playing out some childhood wounding, yes, but not not karma in the sense of a punishment. That's not how karma works. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if, it, you know, I think definitely healing something with mom is necessary here, but it's more healing the feeling of not feeling like a priority. Can you see how you felt like that when mom dated someone else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And can you feel how, how you felt as a little girl when mom was dating and how you feel in this relationship is similar? Yeah. Yeah. So what's coming up for you now? I think I put so much focus on needing to be a priority that do I lose sight of what's do I lose sight of the good things that do happen? Like what? Or like I think because I feel like I'm not a priority, I feel like this relationship has to end, but there were I focus on all the things he's not doing and not focusing on things that he is doing. Um, what is he, what is he doing? I feel like he makes me a priority in other ways as far as like, we always talk on the phone before bed or, you know, we say our good mornings and we, we do talk throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So I see where he tries to like, I want, I don't like to use the word squeeze me in, but you know, you know, when he has like moments of time where he can talk for a few minutes, he does reach out to me. He does, you know, check in on me, but it's just yeah. kind of the dating part of the relationship where I find that I'm not a priority. Well, yes. And his actions definitely lean towards that, but just to get in his shoes for a moment, I don't know the full story of his ex-wife, but he was left with two kids at a very young age. And he was probably very burned in that relationship. He's got two kids. He's got his parents basically living with him, which has his pros and cons. He's got this ex-wife who I'm sure mm, there was some trauma there and some feeling like he can't trust someone. So he probably has a guard up. Yeah, I see that. And that how it's landing for you is inconsistency and not feeling like a priority, but what it is inside of him probably is an avoidant type behavior because he's got a guard up and he doesn't want to get burned again. And he's a business person and dad of two kids and all those things. So I think what this is where we have compassion for our partners and also call them forward and not let our compassion bleed over so much that we're not getting our own needs met. And your wounding fits perfectly with him. You know, you had a mom because of her own wounding, you know, wanted to be with these other men and couldn't show up fully for you when you really needed it. 
And so you didn't feel chosen. And now you're back into that situation. So the, the quickest way to heal this, in my opinion, is to choose yourself. And that can look like anything from leaving the relationship to really just clarifying your needs and, and asking for them and being really clear. Like saying to him, can we just set a date? Can we just plan? It feels like pressure and like every week he has to do that. But if you said, do you say I love you yet to each other? Yeah. Okay. So I love you. I'm loving this relationship. I understand you're a business person. You've got two kids. You've been married before. I understand this is a lot. And I don't want to see myself getting bitter or growing resentful at, at things that, you know, we, we can, we have control over, you know, we have choice over. And what I need is some consistency in terms of seeing you in order for this relationship to work for me. That can have flexibility in it and, and some structure. So what that looks like for me is weekends, Friday night through Monday mornings, we're together. If you're comfortable having me in your kid's life, I'm going with you to the soccer games. Like, you know, we don't have to spend 24 seven together, but weekends are our time. And then one night a week, and we can decide on Sundays when that is, we see each other. And that can, if there's a business meeting, we can renegotiate that commitment or that agreement. This is what I need. And if that feels like too much for you or too much pressure for you, that's okay. You can let me know and I'll make a choice as to whether or not I can stay in this relationship given that. You make it sound so easy. Yeah. Well, I'm not the one in relationship. Yeah. But honestly, this is the way I've learned to talk in relationship over time, whether it's with my husband or a friend or whatever, because it's just too exhausting not to be clear. And it's the only way we can heal the inner child. Like we, we didn't have a voice as children. We didn't have the, the cognitive development in our brain to speak like this. We didn't have the awareness. You couldn't say to your mom, hey, mom, I really understand you're probably feeling insecure and hurt after your divorce and you need validation from men to feel like you still matter and still have worth. But I'm a child and I really need you right now. So could you hold off on the dudes for a while and give your attention to me and work on your self-worth so you weren't outsourcing it with men? Thank you. You can say that. Yeah. But now yeah. you can yeah. Now you can. And I encourage you to. Because the only way we get clarity in relationship is not by sitting and thinking about it and talking to other people about it. It's by asking for what we need in a very clear way. See, like the way you're asking him still puts the pressure on him to make the choice and do the planning. The way I'm telling you to ask or suggesting that you ask is you have a plan and you say, this is what I'd like. This is the structure I like. Can you meet it or not? So it's just a yes or no. The old way you're asking him, it was still on him to pick a date every week or pick time. It was vague. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is super specific and this is empowering. And this is part of vulnerability. Right. Like emotional vulnerability isn't just talking about our pain. It's being really, really clear about what we need to be healthy. How does that feel? No, I see that. It makes total sense. I um, I feel like, and how I led with, you know, opening up this was kind of, am I trusting my intuition or kind of learning what this adult relationship would look like? And I think 
these are the things that I am still learning. Yeah. Welcome to being human. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing just fine. <laughs> You're doing great. And that's why we have so, you know, people that we can talk to and bounce things off of and have these conversations because we're all still learning. And sometimes we need a different perspective. And yeah. I acknowledge you for calling in and asking for a perspective and being so open. And my question for you is, will you take action on it? Because you're, you're upset. 100%. That, okay, great. Awesome. 100%. Awesome. I think I sat in, in my own thoughts for long enough to know I need to just get clarity on it. And I knew the resentment was starting to build up and yeah. I didn't like that feeling. Yeah. And I was starting to get a little triggered by little things that normally wouldn't upset me. Yeah. So I knew I was starting to feel off. And yeah, I think being a little bit more clear with a proposal solution would really help yeah. get clarity. And then yeah. I I feel like my, my um, pattern in the past was just to, you know, leave. Yeah. But this is kind of bringing me forward to empower yourself, ask for what I mm -hmm. ask for what I need and, and give mm -hmm. him that choice. Yep. Yep. And hit that, that opportunity, you know, to, yeah. for him to lean in and heal some of his avoidant protective patterns and guard. You don't have to say that part, but you know what I mean? We both know that we have, you know, work to do and figuring it out and need patience and compassion for each other. Yeah. Um, that's why I also didn't want to run away. Yeah. Patience and compassion and clear agreements. Otherwise, too much patience and compassion without clear agreements and boundaries leads to resentment. Right. So I'm all for patience and compassion. I, I love patience and compassion, but without boundaries and agreements, then we're into codependence and eventually resentment. Yeah, I'm, I'm heading there. So I'm going to backtrack. <laughs> you've, you've put the car in the park and you've reversed. <laughs> I am in reverse. <laughs> in a good way. Yes. Thank you, Lucy, for your vulnerability and your honesty and your willingness to take action. I love when I suggest something that feels aligned and someone's like, yes, 100%, I'm going to do it with no excuses. That's awesome. Really shows me that this resonated with you and that you're at the point in your own journey and your own empowerment where you are ready to take that leap into parenting yourself because that's what this is about, parenting ourselves. There's many aspects to healing the inner child. One of the most crucial is parenting ourselves doing what we couldn't do for ourselves now that we couldn't do then, being the advocate for ourselves now that we didn't have then, speaking up now when we couldn't then, getting our emotional needs met now when we couldn't then. So what's really big for Lucy in this episode is this feeling of not feeling a priority is a mother wound, you know, feeling like Someone else, something else is the priority. Now, I understand this man has work, he has kids, he has many priorities, and there was some lack of accountability from my perspective. Again, only hearing one side, but that's what I picked up on. And it is perfect because it's Lucy's wounding, so it doesn't surprise me that she's in a dynamic like this. And I want to re-highlight something I talked about in this show because I see a lot of people, again, especially women, fall into this trap I don't know if it's a trap, but I would call it a confusing cycle. 
of having all this emotional vulnerability with a man or sexual intimacy and vulnerability with a man or both and being like, oh my gosh, but it's so conscious. But then the actions aren't really lining up. Like the action of consistency isn't lining up. Consciousness isn't just about talking about our wounding and, you know, holding space for someone when they cry. It's about taking action that's in integrity and in alignment with who we say we are. And so if you are in a dynamic where you're having all this emotional intimacy, but you don't have the consistency, you don't have that feeling of safety, it's not as conscious as you may think. So what do you need to do to make it more conscious? Well, you need to bring accountability and responsibility and agreements. You know, if you think of consciousness, it's an aspect of sacred union and in sacred union, there's a masculine and feminine, there's a being and the doing, and you can't just swim around in the feminine being of vulnerability and processing and emotional intimacy without the masculine of doing of here's how we show up and here's our agreements and here's the structure we have around our relationship. You need both. Otherwise the inner child isn't going to feel safe. Imagine if you're a child and you have, you know, your parents are great with your emotions. You have that emotional connection with them, but you have no structure. You don't know when you're going to be fed. You don't know when you're going to go to sleep. You don't know what your routine is. That's not going to feel very good. Sure. You may feel emotionally met, but your physical needs aren't met. Your need for safety and structure isn't met. We need both. So that was really my encouragement to Lucy is how can she really call herself forward and ask for a clear agreement. And the thing about the masculine too is they like to fix, they like to solve. And when they feel pressure and they don't know how, that's when they can kind of spin out and deflect. And so the way she asked him before was a more vague ask, which is going to trigger him. So my suggestion to her was be super clear, come up with what you want and ask for it. So really all he has to say is yes or no. And then you have an agreement. So that's my ask of all of you is to really look at where do you need to have some, sometimes more of that masculine energy in your relationship? Where do you need to have those clear agreements in relationships so that you can feel safe and so that the more feminine being aspects of the relationship can come more forward naturally? All right, everyone, that is the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.